episode was recorded prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. Welcome to part two of season three, episode five. So Rachel. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what reclaiming your own narrative means to All right. you. Before we finish that, I was going to say one last thing. Yeah. Um, I work in the fashion industry and I'll get into what I do and everything, but um, just coming from that industry, I have a slightly different opinion about every aspect of everything being opened up because for people like me that are like real fashion girls, like I actually like live, breathe and sleep every aspect of the industry. Now it's open to everybody and it's unfair to me. Everybody wants to do what you do and they feel they should be able to come into fashion week because I'm an influencer now, not the people who deserve to go. Things like that, I feel with my industry being opened up so much, it bothers me in a way because this is someone who's done, I mean, I literally have done this since I was a kid. So I'm not saying that it shouldn't be like representations of every single size and person and and thing. But now there's no supermodels on the magazines anymore. There's no, I mean, where is the industry for those people? There's no designers being represented. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody's a designer now because I have so many followers. You know, so I have a different view of how things are changing from the little person that's working to be, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I'm proud and I'm happy that everybody's getting represented and I think it's important. But I just think that it needs to be a balance. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of the influencers that are driving me crazy more than the the plus size big girls. It's more of that. I said that only to tip off from you saying the industry's changing so much and it is Mm -hmm. opening up to everybody. But it is highly annoying for someone like me who is serious about my industry. So what I do... (laughs) is um, basically I'm a fashion designer and I have a brand called Michelle the Label and it's basically just a women's wear contemporary brand. I go all the way up to 23X in my store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you guys Come like over. anything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we go up to, you know, 24, 26, we make everything. So I embrace all sizes, you know, colors, races, styles. No, you got to kind of be crazy to want to wear my stuff, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're fun, you'll like it. But that's what I started first, my own brand. And then from building my brand, I started to see that I had like really good relationships with buyers from like getting my brand out there. So I got my brand into like 30 stores and I was like, hmm, maybe I can do this to other brands. And then that's what prompted me to start Posh showroom. So now I have a showroom and basically we're just like a liaison in between a store or a commercial buyer and a brand. So at the current time, I represent like up and coming brands, which I've done for so many years and it's great. It's really a good feeling to take someone who has a good product and they just need to be seen yeah. or they yeah. just need someone to talk for them or and then change their life. So some of the brands that have followed and been in my showroom for years, that's what we've done. We've taken them from like a small time brand and now they have, you know, 40, 50 stores mm-hmm. or they're sold. And one of our brands is sold in SoulCycle all over the U.S. Oh, and awesome. he's an Australian brand. So like he broke in the you know U.S. market with these like bags that are like gym bags you know yeah. and all of a sudden he's in every soul cycle so mm. things like that is what we do mm. and I've done it for so many years 
it's crazy to see that now I have such a different view on the industry now because I've done it for so many years. It's nothing special to me. It's just my job. You know, once you do something for so long, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just a job. But now I open up social media and people who do the same little like a inch inch of it they're like Mm -hmm. blasting it and they're getting so much praise from it Mm -hmm. so whatever i'm like serious is serious thing so our showroom is located in la in downtown la it's been there for 14 years 12 years in the same building right now i represent 21 insane designers and brands but they all have passion and they all want to break into the market the market is ever changing so with that being said you know it's not an easy industry to be in because Mm -hmm. you've got to which is kind of the subject of what we're talking about today you've got to keep moving with the times and they're moving really fast you can't not breathe for one second because things will change and by the time you look up you're into something you can't even compete with Mm. so with that being said that's what we do we have like a graphics department marketing we do sales like wholesale sales Mm -hmm. online and also we go out to stores in person we do all of the trade shows throughout the world the market week are you planning on having a store here in london yes so that's where i'm getting to so the idea of me coming to europe before Brexit. I got to say it quick. No, I will not be talking about Brexit with a bunch of Americans today. We, we <laughs> That's just um, like I'm talking about Donald, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah, same Donald thing. Trump. It's oh. a fake. I don't judge you. <laughs> <laughs> we won't do that. But I, I want to keep saying Europe while I can, you know. So um, <laughs> while I'm coming to the European market, not just London, but yeah. I need to be based here least you know is going to just skyrocket not only my brand's posh um, but my own personal brand armichelle the label and then i also have like i guess it's a style blog it's called what rachel wore and it just it's a blog that was about my personal style and now i'm getting so much praise on that that that's now become a business which is crazy yeah, yeah too. and you have to own that now, yeah right? now i have to yeah. own that because yeah. before i'm just really genuinely being myself yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i'm just posting my looks this is who so i am yeah. yeah but now everybody's posting their looks which is also annoying but i'm, I'm being true to who i am yeah. and i'm finally being recognized for that so i appreciate that this last fashion week i got publicized in the cosmopolitan magazine and yeah. glamour in harper's bazaar i mean you've been recognized you have a huge business yeah i know that doesn't but happen from yeah just no one noticing you you know I know, but it's more, you know, the wholesale industry is not like the retail industry. It's a very behind the scenes type of thing. Yeah, you're not so, the star. Yeah, you're not the star and you don't get a lot of credit for the hard work you do. Mm-hmm. But we're the ones that run things. Like every single thing you're wearing is somebody who had to get that into a store. It's somebody mm-hmm. that had to meet with the buyer. Somebody. It's a whole process that mm-hmm. just gets ignored. Yeah. So a lot of people, they don't even know what I do. So like this podcast is a great opportunity to explain it because people don't know a lot about that industry. but um it's a hard industry especially now because we're competing against fast fashion and so you got you got fast fashion going on which is i can have a whole podcast it's killing about my whole life i mean it's so much bad so much bad so we i try to work with sustainable brands people that have a unique vision they're doing things Mm -hmm. that are unique so Mm -hmm. everyone in my showroom is not like the typical designer they they yeah. all have something mm. to give you and know story, right? they're all niche yeah, like, they all have yeah, a story yeah this amazing jewelry designer yeah. yeah yeah and she told us her story i mean it's great so that's the type of brands that i 
want to focus on you know yeah. and even come into lots of people come up to me even buyers and they're like get new brands you know but i i think um i still want to have that even if i do get you know higher tier brands i still wanted to have that essence if that makes yeah. any sense you know what you do is really similar to galleries like yeah you're, you're basically and just like, 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 a, agent, like yeah. a gallery agent you're representing different artists. Ga- uh, yep. certain artists and yeah. i think actually it's really powerful to mm-hmm. represent more unseen artists and right. giving them a platform to mm-hmm. get their a opportunities chance. yeah because mm-hmm. i think that well, yeah, you could have, like, higher tier brands, but it's not like everyone isn't already showing them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, they're everywhere. They're discovering right. people. Mm-hmm. And there's right. a lot, like, I have a friend back home just on Project Runway. But, like, What's his name? I'm Bishmi Cromarty. Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, he's really good. But, um, oh. but basically, he's been really popular in Baltimore for years because... His work is like art. Like he yeah. makes these like really lovely structured dresses and jackets and stuff. And it's really nice to see people like that get an opportunity. Yeah, he's so beautiful. Talk to yeah, no, stuff. it's so beautiful. And I think someone like you providing young fashion designers who have so much talent, such great vision, mm-hmm. and who just need somewhere to stand to go look at my stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. the space and, like, is so clout. the space is so crowded and noisy. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Need you know oh experts like you guys, whether it's in the art industry mm-hmm. or the fashion, to be the ones like mm-hmm. taking it to the right yeah. like retail channels it's so and, true. and markets. Yeah, to bring that story to life. It's so yeah. true because I think there's a lot of just buying the same designers, buying. Oh the same God! Everybody copying the same again. artist, same design. You're right. Yeah, and I think so much. Of that. And it goes back to this idea of variety. Like we really should be trying to celebrate as many people, as many creatives mm-hmm. as possible. But I think mm-hmm. the issue that you feel in the industry right now is there's it's so overloaded yeah that people aren't thinking about they're quality. not even thinking about the quality <laughs> anymore i think, I think yeah. it's and a quality it, it's, thing so it, yeah. it's a thing though i think in the creative industry mm-hmm. so if you look there's yeah. a lot of musicians who were like hardcore musicians yeah. right right write music and uh, write mm-hmm. lyrics and are all about yeah. the music right. and then we have this like pop culture yeah and they're like, like mm-hmm. yeah. just some random girls yeah. all frame together yeah. and you know someone's managing them yeah and, uh, yeah you know they can sing mm-hmm. kind of yeah but that's kind of about it mm-hmm. um and it's more based on their image and and, and the management people behind them yeah then it is about like the actual music yeah. and whether it's good Sad. and i will or, add yeah. yeah, one more thing, number of followers. So that too. I've had, it's, it's so it's annoying. Actually, it's, I it's think the worst it's thing so, ever. It's so wrong. And again, it's I'm so in that wrong. industry too, um, where mm. I'm on the brand side. So mm-hmm. I look at that, yes, when I am paying a certain influencer. But I can I can totally, you know, empathize with yeah. you guys and see, and especially because I have a lot of, to your point, Eve, it, it's happening in the creative industry. I also have yeah. friends who are, amazing personal trainers and makeup artists yeah and models Mm -hmm. who have all been turned down work Mm -hmm. because they will say you have the skills you have the looks but you don't have the number of followers which is so sick exactly exactly it's a shame they won't even look at you incredible talent is being turned away but i I, I can't wait to the it's not their fault the death of instagram again (laughs) digital 
digital wait. economy and how we've validated and gave identity and more value. I think you used yeah. the word value yeah. earlier mm-hmm. for people who have X number of followers or likes. Yeah, and I think also a lot of those people have legs up because mm-hmm. they are wealthy or they have mm-hmm. like sort of yeah they, they have, have ways, ways to get in. followers. Yeah, they right, have, right. They have really good connections. Right, so, yeah. and and that's true in every industry. And that's so yeah. unfair. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram started out as being like a platform to express yourself with art or pictures photos Mm -hmm. and things like that and for me people go on my page and they're like your page is like art because you think of how to put your that's how it was to me and now I have to you know switch gears to where it's like you know if I'm really want to be seen as important forget all the years of the industry and the experience I have and knowledge I have it's like, you got to do this mm-hmm. too. So my blog, you know, I never would think of making one red cent off of my blog. It's just me being cute and wearing things <laughs> I like to wear. Really, this is yeah. really who I am. Well, because I think but now I have to do that to prove every- who I am. It's yeah. insane. Well, part of the problem, though, is everything is too accessible. Yeah. So yes. before, That's an interesting you know, point. if, yeah. I, if right. I think about it, when I was... Young, which was a long time ago. <laughs> you know, if you wanted to see mm-hmm. a certain artist, yeah. you would have to go to a gallery and see. You know, yeah. or yeah. there was things in books. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you couldn't just like flick through you know, people don't even bother going to the gallery because they can flick through they'll find the, the art there and they're like, like oh. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Nice. that's nice, mm-hmm. that's nice. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I know mm-hmm. I know what this collection is all about now. Right, right. You know, before you would have to go experience it same with music you would Mm -hmm. have to go to a concert right you would have to go and actively spend money and buy like a cd or a dvd or Mm -hmm. whatever it is you know there was a certain amount of time effort money that you would invest right into having that experience which basically all forms of creative arts is an experience ultimately you know whether it's looking at art listening to music looking at fashion Mm -hmm. whatever it is or using fashion to self-express you know it's about the experience nowadays you know it's not like that Mm -hmm. Um, you pay £2.99 or whatever it is on your iTunes account and you go home and you go Google play me Beethoven and there you go (laughs) Mm. you know and you've got amazing sound quality and it's actually better than sitting in a concert room so what Mm -hmm. what is the point or that's how people are treating it so it's very easily accessible and it's very superficial Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've lost an element of because you spent all that time and energy before, then you valued and people were not made. You know, mm-hmm. a George Michael became George Michael because he had some good music and mm-hmm. then he became that. Right. Now right. they are just made that. It's like, yeah. how, how do I be this? Okay, I'll brush my hair like this. Yeah, and now like I'm that. So this guy will write my music. And this I got guy this will followers. put it together, and I'll yeah. just like hopefully sound okay if someone edits my voice a little bit. And here I am, a pop artist. I think yeah. I will say that's been happening forever, though. The constructed band, like Sex Pistols, were put together, like you know, like the sort of constructed uh-huh. band, and also like. I was recently watching this thing on K-pop, and like, <laughs> K-pop is like such a different model it than is a different you're familiar model. with, yeah. in the sense that they like bring these people who don't know each other together, mm-hmm. and each of them has like a different, like personality or something to bring to the group for the fans, and then, like the it's so much about marketing because like the music also has like multiple different genres within it, but like that is to them in that industry in that culture like expression Mm -hmm. and I think I actually find it really interesting because it's I don't know it's almost like 
performance art or like it's just broken into America with BTS but mm-hmm. there's people who are really into it before but I think it is also a cultural thing in mm-hmm. terms of like how music is constructed because I also think you know you have people who are ungodly gifted at something yeah. I have. Mm-hmm. like singing or whatever yeah. but yeah. they can't write a song to save their life yeah I don't think that means that they shouldn't be able to. Yeah, no, no, yeah. That's I agree. Yeah. But there's right. a gift there somewhere. Now it's what true, I'm saying it's is, it's kind no. of almost like it's artificial. You know, you know yeah. to be honest, I could probably spend you know nine months with someone who really knows how to get me into the market and be a singer myself, and I'm yeah. tone deaf. Yeah, you know, so true. And again, if you have access, true. it's easier. Yeah, yeah. So just yeah. what you said. Yeah. Um, well, for me personally, I found a way to reinvent my showroom altogether. Mm-hmm. So whenever I come to the European market, obviously we're going to open posh here. That's the plan. I mean, we already sell to a lot of accounts here. We come to Paris market. I think we've been like three times so far. And every time we come, we meet more and more stores. So it'll be a good opportunity to bring brands from the U.S. over to Europe mm-hmm. and then for the European brands to enter the U.S. market. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And I sell great. to over 200 stores already there. Just boutique, mm-hmm. not even including like we sell to hotels chains with department stores online outlets revolve all those people so with that being said that's the plan but more than that to go online with it as well Mm -hmm. right now there are some online wholesale portals that you know sell on buyers aren't on them that's the thing what are they so like in America there's one called brand boom and then there's another one called new order and these are great so a lot of buyers use them but it's if you know this person so like if it's like if I know Chris is a buyer and I know her I can send her my line sheet and she'll look at it but if you've got a great collection and you don't know Chris you can never send her the new order link to look at it so how are are you gonna get Mm -hmm. so like my idea is to make you know a wholesale portal with access to actual buyers. I have a buyer list of over 30,000. Not that all buy from me, but that I've collected over the years and we've Mm -hmm. like filtered and start with that. And then obviously it'll grow, but this will be a network where people can actually go on to a wholesale portal and be seen and actually be purchased and be an artist and be, you know, so it's a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that'd be great. And I think that it would make your job a lot easier in a way because people you don't I want to be a creative myself, just like you said said you quit the gallery and you went to go do your art that's yeah. what i would like to do i am yeah. an artist that's how i started and and my design my line is suffering i would like to hit london fashion week in september with a collection like i used mm. to do i used to do my own collections every year for like nine years i showcased in la fashion with new york i did i've had wow. 10 life like you i've had 10 <laughs> lives and people are like why are you moving to london listen i've done everything yeah. all right yeah. i've been to over 30 countries i've done everything that a person could imagine is i need something bigger i'm yeah. at that yeah. point where it's like yeah. i almost just i've gone back to humble Because I'd rather be humble and start all over and learn something completely new. That's how much I've done. I mean, yeah, imagine. And that's why I seem dumb in London. I like playing dumb. I'm like, yeah. What what does that mean? <laughs> because I want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to be powerful. I just want to learn and grow and start yeah. over and do something new. I mean, I can start by teaching you, for example, <laughs> what CAV means. Do you know what no, CAV means? We're, we're, <laughs> we're not allowed to say that, right? What does that word Wait, mean? Why are we not allowed uh, to yeah. say it? Oh, uh, when I first moved here, because like I heard it on TV shows and stuff, I said, it, and they're like, "You're not." It's kind of like a bad word for like people in the lower like working class. Well, I don't think it's necessarily lower working class. I think it's 
just anyone who's chavvy, i.e. trashy. Oh, trashy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. So yeah, I mean, you could be rich too. and chavvy, you okay. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could be like, this you is know, good to know. the type of person who's like wearing all the wrong you know, stuff. You know, actually, being a child. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Okay. Just just to pick up something I else I thought about that made it. You know, whenever I came here initially, because I came here like three or four times at the beginning of the year, and I just moved to London in June. Me and Chris live in the same, but we'll tell you that story next. <laughs> but anyways, I came, I went to go see all these showrooms. My idea was like, yeah, I know everything, so I'm just going to come there. I already have the designers. I know how to get them, and I'm just going to open up the showroom. And yeah, I'll have the London showroom like whenever I got here. And then when I got here, I just, I don't know. I wanted to absorb everything about this country and actually learn things because I feel like it'll make me more powerful. So I stayed in the house. I tell Chris this all the time because now I'm like a slug, but I've stayed in the house like every day from like the day I got here, June, until Fashion Week in September, literally on the computer, working, growing, learning. You know, I went out sometimes and learned things, but when Fashion Week came, it was like the biggest, I guess recognition i've ever received in my whole life that i got from just doing that little um hermit work and now it's like i learned so much so i'm glad that i didn't just do it quickly and every day like even just being here today i've learned something even just hearing your story about art how you just described that all that was great for me to hear because i love art my background is um architectural design and um interior design so i went to ucla for that and i tell chris all the time i'm going to that exhibit or whatever (laughs) i just go to the exhibits i don't know i don't know shit i hate to say it i don't know anything i don't don't remember all the artists i don't know i mean i just know i need to know what's going on with the evolving art industry and i it's important for my other career that i can't get to but and anyway, it's fun. you'll meet a lot of weird people. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love I love going to your stuff. Like so, learning every day is good. And so, I'm gonna open the showroom when I feel like when the universe tells me it's right. When mm-hmm. I feel the time is right, you know what I mean. But yeah. for now, as long as I can keep transferring dollar to pound, I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next yeah. culture. We're all going Lydia's exhibit. Your next exhibit. Yes, we are. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll have Do my. You have one? Well, so the <laughs> next one for sure, I'm up for an art prize, but I don't know if I'm in the show or not. I'm a shortlisted, Ooh, but nice. I definitely will be having my degree show at RCA in okay. June. Oh, June. Oh, so, okay. but I'm sure something will happen in between now. Right? Nice. You'll have to let us know. Oh, have well, to that's really each good. other. Yeah, because I'll be there. She told me all about your work before uh-huh. I met you, and she, man, I couldn't wait to meet you. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, she's you go for a studio good. visit. Yeah, yeah. Come to the studio. I will. No, studio visits fun, but yeah, mm-hmm. you do that. You guys should totally come by. Yeah, so I want to go your. I want to see your clothes. Yeah, I will give you the website, Girl. which is <laughs> it's www.rmichellethelabel.com, and it's like R Michelle the label.com. Oh, so that's amazing. the website, and the showroom is Posh R Showroom. Dot com. So cool. that's for. And if we if we go on the website and try and order something, will it come here to the UK? Yes, it will. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 Yes, and it you've will. got our sizes, so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> so you guys like. Yeah, we go all and we make custom things too. So like, if you have certain events or something so and you I'll like a certain thing. So I'll be over later at yours for a Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh you know, That's so I've got a lot of events this year to go Me to. Me and Chris are going yeah. to the Fashion Awards and I go, Chris. And I'm wearing one 
of her labels. Yes, she is. And I go, Chris, I'm going to make your dress, huh? For yes. my first initial thing. Oh, my God. No, that's and such I, a useful friend to have. I know. Yeah. But make I told clothes. her she doesn't need to make a custom dress. There was oh, this I know. one Chris piece so that cute. I fell in love with. And I was like, I want to wear that. <laughs> easy. Yeah. Chris easy, is easy. amazing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That, that's a whole nother story. Aww. But I want to stay on the topic because I feel like it's very important. Like, when she told me the topic of what you were doing this podcast on, I was excited because that's the whole idea of being a successful business owner or entrepreneur. Like people see me and they're like, gosh, you've been going for so many years, you know, and it's because I constantly reinvent myself constantly, Mm -hmm. constantly. Mm -hmm. And I never sleep on anything. Even when I seem aloof, I'm awake. I have a plan all the time. There's always a plan. And I feel like with people, you have to always have a plan to stay Mm -hmm. two steps ahead. If you have a plan, you're always ahead. You can't fall behind. And also, I think it's important for me, I say follow the trends, but for whatever your career business is, whatever industry you're in, it's important that you know what's going on at all times in that industry. And I feel it's also important that you know your craft. Like there's no one that can come and say anything to me about the wholesale industry that I don't know about. You need to know your craft. And I feel like that's how you reinvent yourself is because you're on top of it. So you're always the innovator because you're on top of it. So over the years, I like y'all heard one of the things that I did. What I used to do was back in the day before there were pop-up shops, before that was even a name. Mm -hmm. There were no things called pop-up shops when I started out. When I started out, they would do like these girls night out events. That was what it was called. Mm -hmm. Some girl got an email list and a bunch of girls are invited and they were called Sheckies and Sassy City Chicks and things like that. Mm -hmm. Girls would come out to these events and shop and you set up a booth. And I started, you know, I was a banker. So when I was oh, a, you were joking I about was, that. I thought you were just I was really a banker. <laughs> that's why I always drop that. I always drop that because that's my that's my background. I was a banker for many years. Which when I was in that industry, I couldn't understand why I had this job and I'm so creative. And man, if I hadn't have been a banker, I wouldn't be able to run a business. But anyway, with that being mm-hmm. said, I dropped down a part time banker. I was doing the events at night, and I was doing that for like five years, going all over the world. Not only doing just that, but I did like festivals. Mm-hmm. Universities would have Spirit Week. I'd have a booth set up. I mean, wherever. <laughs> I mean, me and my best it's friend, we were. Yeah, we were like hustling. I mean, I started doing these shows all over the U.S. So by the time I was like 23, I'd covered pretty much I've been to every state. It was crazy except for Alaska. I've still not been to Alaska, but I mean, because I was doing these events and I started having friends. I go back to Washington and they're like, yay, you're here. And it was just like a whole thing. Now these things are pop-up shop. You couldn't pay me to do a pop-up shop now because I'm, I'm like, who's setting up what? You know, it's so crazy because I've done I've been there and done all this. I want to do something new. But Anyways, the point of the matter is when that died down, I quit that industry and I was like, well, now I have a good line. I know girls like it. So let's get into some stores. I had a Toyota Corolla. I was driving from store to store like, hi, I'm Rachel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Would you like to see my line? And, you know, I learned when I got to L.A., the thing was to pop, pop the trunk. You pop the trunk, people think it's something in there. I don't know. Oh, you legit were out of a trunk. Absolutely. So when I first started, I would drive to Santee Alley because when I got to L.A., I knew that's where people would go shop. Mm -hmm. So I would drive my car to Santee Alley and pop the trunk until someone called the police on me. And then me and my sister. Yes. Oh, my God. $200. That is grassroots. That is 20 years old. That is 20 years old. That is gangster. That's how I started. 
Okay, we make the clothes all, right, all weekend, right there. pop the trunk, and then, you know, from there, I was like, well, I can start doing this with these stores. So I go get the buyer out, and I'm like, come look in my trunk. And then they start loving Come it. look oh in my, my trunk. They start And then after that, I was then, you know, some people's asking me, you have line sheet? You know, and I'm like, line sheet, what's that? You know, I literally learned the industry from the bottom. I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have someone to come and teach me. Like, I didn't have an internship at some high class showroom to teach me everything. I literally learned from the bottom up. Then I started going to trade shows. I mean, that was my whole thing. So then when I started getting all these accounts and these really good things, I was like, well, I can get other people in these. And that's how I started Posh. And now Posh is changing because of fast fashion. So now I'm like, well. I'm going online, and we're going to and we're going to blast them with Instagram ads to get these people on. So I mean, you've got to constantly reinvent yourself, mm-hmm. and the only way you're going to do that is if you're constantly being an innovator. You're on top of your industry. You're always researching. You're always in it, and um, you have to also love that industry because mm-hmm. I love. Oh my god, I love clothes. I lo- I love clothes. I love clothes. I don't know. I've always just loved clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I just grew I'm just a little girl that grew up. I used to I told Chris I used to put all this pressure on my parents. I lived in Beaumont, Texas, which is like that yeah, big. That's my middle name. Oh really? Beaumont? Beaumont? Hey. Oh my god. So that's that's where I'm from, right? I'm a Texas girl from that's a small Texas, town, yeah. you know. And I mean I would make my parents give me Louis Vuitton. I don't care how you're going to find it. I don't care what the nearest city that got a Louis Vuitton store. Get it. It was like, <laughs> I need that Juicy Couture Velour set. And I don't know how, but you better have it by uh, September 15th when school oh starts. God, you know, it was Lord. just like, <laughs> yeah. And that's by the way, back in trend, which is so crazy. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but that I've always been that person. So I also feel it's important that when you're young, identify who you are because I've always known who I was and, you know, if you're a parent, I think it's so important that you you find what you see your children are doing that is their craft and you nourish it. And that's the one yeah. thing my parents did. Everything that I wanted to do, they were like, oh, Rachel's a model now. She's tall. Rachel's a designer. She's going to do this. Yeah, it was like, cool with that, oh, yeah. Rachel's a musician. I was a musician for many years. I oh. played piano, trumpet. Oh. I used to write music, sing my own songs. So, I mean, but my parents, they nourish every talent. So by the time I was 20, it was like, yeah, I'm going to L.A. I'm a designer. This is what I'm going to do, you know. And so, you know, I really wanted to go to New York, but it just didn't work out. I tried so many times to go to New York. Oh, it's supposed I tried, to be in London. Yeah, so yeah. May, it would, whatever, yeah. L.A., made me and I appreciate it and I love it I love it for what it is but that I grew and professionally but that was not my soul calling that was not my soul calling as a human and me coming to London is not just about I'm grateful actually that I have my businesses to help me stand here it's more about me like these last six months have been about me for the first time Mm -hmm. in my life that's so, really so I, I that's yeah. why I'm so like I'm doing kind of like what I want to do. Could you imagine having a business and being responsible for employees and people and having two businesses and doing it for so many years? You're just yeah, <laughs> Eve. Okay. She has like Eve. three businesses. So Eve. Um, okay. So and imagine podcast and writing a book. So imagine you get to go to LA Eve for six months and then. You still got the employees, but they ain't in your face. They they way five thousand miles away. That sounds like a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what's happened to me right now. And so can, like, I'm waking up at all kinds of times in a day. Who's gonna check me? You know? yeah. Yeah. Ask Chris.
because I feel guilty in a sense, but then it's like, I need to get back to me. How am I going to get back to me with all the noise? I can't hear what God is trying to do. I need to listen to him. I need to isolate myself. And as a Pisces, I'm so giving my whole, I'm a sponge. So everyone I'm around, that's been my whole life. So me coming to London is a personal journey. It's also me being able to, again, reinvent myself. I'm excited for it. So that's my story. Yeah. And I think it's great that you've built these businesses that can support you, but truly you can kind of put that on the back burner do what you need to do to continue it yeah but, like, but it's time for me to do blind. what i want to do yeah. i want to do my line and my blog man i got all in all these magazines next season me and chris are going to the big leagues you know what i mean <laughs> we're going inside of louis vuitton i claim it okay because now it's like i've gotten so much recognition someone wrote an article saying i was the breakout style star of london fashion week oh! listen to that line so i told chris Chris, Who am I you, in the presence when, of my God? I said, when you call, you need to say that I'm the breakout star. <laughs> whatever they said, you know, we're going to use that line or whatever. Well, I told her but I'm her new agent. Chris is going to You don't have an agent. Out. Yeah, like, she's girl, like, let me tell you, I'm your agent now. You guys are going to be unstoppable. Yeah, I know. The two of us were like, how do you I know. Pull people up and go, she's the new star. Oh, she's writing the book called The Evolution of E. You've never heard of it it's gonna be the next <laughs> wait what's the um equivalent of new york times bestseller in europe or uk sorry doesn't sound as cool say, i'd like to be on the new york times bestseller. all right but but the guardian. sorry guardian we'll beep that one out <laughs> and i will say that you guys have made this public speaking experience very pleasant because i'm always really nervous about speaking publicly Aww. and it's not because I'm nervous to talk. It's about what's going to come out. Yeah, <laughs> okay. My filter is not. I had, it took all these years for this filter to get this good. And I'm really confident. Yeah. I'm thinking really hard on what I'm saying out of my mouth. Because at home, I'm like, ask Chris. But it feels good to be in a time where you actually can be on a podcast and be yourself. Yeah. You know? yeah. Now we're just a bunch good. of people yacking at a table. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. that's what we are doing. We're just yeah, yacking. Exactly. You can't just do that in, in the past. You gotta she's gonna edit it have down. a PR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. What are we doing? Hacking? Yeah. Yacking. 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 Amazing story. Thank you, Rachel. And it's lovely meeting you too. And keep in touch and we'll have you back on the show to talk about your uh, showroom when it's open. I would love that. That would be wonderful. Um, And your line when it's out. Yes. Um, And you can tell us about your experiences. 
Um, and Lydia, when your next show, I, I'll let you know. Exhibition. Yeah, is we'll, out. Be yeah. <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. We might actually do like a live podcast from there or <gasps> something. That would be, be amazing. amazing. Yeah, actually, be so fun. we can go and redo this, but live in location. Nice. Which will be quite good. Loving that. So, yeah. yeah, let's do it. And thank you, Chris. Oh, always. What a <laughs> dynamic um, Chris is amazing. bunch of women today. I, I love know, it. This I conversation is yeah. so good. It was yeah, very lively. Very badass, too. Oh, my God. Golly. <laughs> we only invite badass. And you know what the, the best thing about all of us at this table? Hey, because I'm coming from L.A., everybody's so humble. You know uh, well, that? Well, LA's a whole other no thing. No one, I know. So <laughs> when people meet me, they think I'm not shit because I'm not like acting like that. You know, no, you're chill yeah. as uh, that's yeah. why I mean, I like you because you're chill as hell. Yeah, but that's yeah, you, like you look like a million bucks, but so you're just like, you, oh yeah, my gosh, no, yeah. no, no. When, this is her, like, all made up, like, without any makeup. She's even more beautiful, but, like, Chris, we're, like, we're, like, oh, little girls so in a nice. dormitory. Yeah, because we, we live in the same building. building. We live in the same flat. We go upstairs. Yeah, same flat <laughs> building. <laughs> what do you call it? Apartment building. I don't know what yeah. it's called in London. Uh, what is it called? Flat, flat block. Flat building? Yeah, flat. Building? Yeah, flat. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, flat. We live in the same flat. flats. Yeah. With an S. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. That sounds weird. That don't sound all the way right. Block of flats. Block of flats. We live in the same block of flats. Yeah. Oh, see, in America, block of flats wow that's a whole different meaning block is like if we have an apartment that's the next block is a street yeah, over oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. three you blocks see, away oh, yeah. See. Yeah. it's because we don't have blocks here no they say no. streets no. i say blocks all the time oh. and they're like we don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. and i'm like i'm gonna say blocks because it makes sense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three streets over i'm not gonna know which street you're talking about oh yeah and yeah because if you shapes. say three streets for us, we need to know how many blocks we're walking down. I see. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you guys have like grids, you know. All roads are kind of we yeah. Yeah. Place. Yeah. yeah, we don't really have grids like you do. You know, we're, no grids yeah. is more Manhattan. Manhattan. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. North, yeah. it's true. Manhattan very, very true. Mess, yeah. yeah, Brooklyn, not so much. Yeah, so I don't. Well, know. Well, I will I say, think LA I think it's important. At all. No, I think it's important that everybody listen because I have so many great Londoners. Is that how you yes. say it? Friends, yeah. and yeah. you know, the thing is, they think America is all the same because of TV, but. Every part of America is completely different. So So let me be clear. Me coming from Texas and moving to L.A. was a complete culture shock. It took me and my mom and sister maybe like two or three years to get adjusted. Oh, yeah. You know, so my, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So Texas and Baltimore, completely. L.A., Baltimore, completely. They don't even have the same accents, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. So me coming here, actually, knock on wood, has been really easy Maybe because I have more money, but I don't know. <laughs> if you got more money, it's a lot easier always. It's been easy. It's been easier. <laughs> yeah, that'll help. Yeah, me. I mean, you can live in a closet. You don't have to move into like a horrible studio apartment. <laughs> we're not we're on the street begging yeah, for we're money. We're living now. in a brand new building, <laughs> me and Chris. But um, we're like dorm sisters, you know. Dorm is like the university. That's because don't, they don't say dorm here, but we're like dorm sisters. What do student you call a dorm? Student, student accommodation, accommodation sisters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, acclimatized. Yeah, she's got the words. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you've yeah. only been here for like eight. No. That's months? almost two oh, years. Sixteen that's months. Good. That's pretty oh, okay. good. Okay, oh, you're like over good. the year mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made oh, it. I thought it was more like 
months ago. Okay. <laughs> I'm picking up the terminology. She got the lingo. Yeah, you're going to be a lingo. I say flat. I don't say apartment. You know. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, flat's kind of a better word. It it's, is. It's flat got much cuter too. It's shorter. It's yeah. like it's cute. It's yeah, more it's, posh. It's, it's like word. pop, pop. Yeah, flat. it's more posh. I got my flat. <laughs> <laughs> It is, it is. Well, I can't take any credit for all the English terms. <laughs> some of them are really them? funny. Some of them I hear and I'm laughing for like 30 minutes on that phrase. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so, funny. It's so good. Yeah, we love it. We love it, though. You guys have such a good culture, and you guys are so sweet and have good manners. I mean, for the most part, compared to America. Yeah, get some for, drinks into For them. the most part. For the most part. Well, I, don't well, know. Had, well, I think there's the good and the bad. Where yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm coming from true. L.A., you got to remember. Yeah. <laughs> you know, other than L.A. being a bit weird, because I lived yeah, in L.A. for weird. a while as well. It's a bit, it was a bit strange mm-hmm. to me, because there was a lot of people that were like, actors and yeah like everyone's everybody's somebody everyone's wannabe not everyone is and that's the problem and that's the problem with la is that man all these la people are insta famous Mm -hmm. you know i had to go back to because i'm I'm angry i guess (laughs) i'm bitter about it i guess because i keep on talking about that but it's a lot of people there and they've had their little business quote-unquote for three years and they're like speaking at conferences. And I'm not saying that you can't do it, but it's like some of these people had their business for six months and they, they're declared an expert because they launched a business, which yeah. is great. Everybody should go for it. But it's like, it's just oversaturated in LA. Everybody's somebody, quote unquote. I'm over it. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, well, Gosh. this is very different. So I think you'll have a nice time here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, God. you can just like pop over to any other country you want. I know. That is the part. greatest part of ever. living in London. Well, the thing is, I mean, you guys, you're, I mean, you have a lot of countries near the U.S. as well. We have not. Like, no. We have, like, we have Mexico, Mexico, Canada, Canada. That's exactly. it. The whole of South America. That's really far away. That's not no, that it's close. Like close. We're that is, go to Africa. Today. Exactly. Like, who wants to go to exactly. Africa? Exactly. Oh, yeah. There we go. Filter. So, so yeah. <laughs> I would love to go. No, I want to go to Africa. Go, it's just really far no, away. No, I'm not talking about Africa. Oh, I South, said America? South America. See, South America's cool. Yeah, I mean, like, Brazil's in South America? Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes. So, like, yeah. Okay, Chile seems cool. Colombia. Yeah. There's some places. But Central America, very But imagine being in Europe and getting to go to Europe. Well, I, I can't imagine that <laughs> because I've been here. But yeah. to me, you know, it's like Europe is, you know, the problem with Europe is most of Europe is quite similar. Except there's like completely different languages no. all over the place. But the language no. is just one thing. But, you know, you yeah. don't see yeah. it. Yeah, I agree to with me, her. For me, too. To me, nothing, I agree nothing with her. is like dramatically different you know so for you to go and see like a completely different culture Mm -hmm. or a completely different architecture it's so true completely different food or completely different anything really you need to go much further than europe yeah yeah like asia very different from italian culture very different from turkey like i i don't know i guess as american land different as england and brazil or or english culture and uh chinese culture for example well true yeah yeah yeah, you know so what i saying is for us it's I like see what how you saying. were saying the states right you're saying yes. how la is so different to well New the York. states are you the know? size of europe or something like that it's they're massive yeah and yeah so yeah but that's we have why, our own countries but that's why especially europe texas kind of feels <laughs> no texas think you know, drive for eight hours still yeah they different. think they're their own country yeah, too yeah. The thing. but it's not that different if yeah. you know what i yeah, mean i think yeah. i hear you so okay. it's kind of like la and new york are different but 
they're not that different. You know, mm-hmm. it, again, it isn't like New York compared to, you know, Hong Kong. Yeah, I, I know, think there's just... an element of history in Europe that exists that doesn't exactly. exist in the states because all of the most 100%. of the things that existed in the states that were historical were bulldozed. They they, they took it down. Well, and it's a much younger country. It yeah, is, it I mean, is. In terms yeah. of like the settlers coming in and destroying the culture that did exist there for mm-hmm. yeah. yes, centuries and centuries and centuries. Whereas in Europe, a lot of the people in the countries that they're in derived from the people who settled there. Mm-hmm. And and you can come and see like ancient architecture here, Tombs, which is like cave painting. You know, like, like for me in yeah. school, they're like, you better go to every ancient artifact there ever is in the world, and they yeah. teach us that. But what you said, I agree with you. Some of the places like Thailand, yes. reminded me of somewhere like what's what's the one Saint Martin. They were right. so similar, you yeah, know what I mean? Really? So a lot of, like, the more poor countries, I guess, right, yeah. are a lot similar, too. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of places in Africa, mm-hmm. I've been all over Africa, and they look a lot alike, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so I, I can see yeah. what you mean. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just, like, the how culture moves over the geography how they settle, of the world. Because, huh? yeah. mm-hmm. obviously, like, there's many different cultures and countries in the entire continent of Africa but there will be similarities in like the type of food they eat, what like yes, what's, cool. what yeah, the meat sources, of course. like things yeah. like that. But of course, if you live near the coast versus if you live inland, there's gonna be completely different ways of treating food, absolutely, food you eat, like that. But yeah. that's true everywhere. They but, um, influence each other, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that I do think there's sort of like people from the UK are just so used to the idea mm. of going to these other places with different cultures. Yeah, maybe whereas, we're just spoiled, you know, from yeah. going somewhere <laughs> further afield, you know, I only feel like I've discovered something new if I'm going somewhere. Really you far. Know, quite far. Outside and, of the And that's like maybe. completely different yeah. to what I'm used to. Yeah. So when I get there, I'm like, oh, you know, everything mm-hmm. is different. Yeah. Everyone looks different. Everything looks different. Everything think, smells different. You know? And I also think that in the States, most people actually haven't left the country. Yeah, like, it's very true. A lot of yeah. people don't have passports. A lot of, a lot of people. Yeah. A lot. A majority yeah, a lot of, of middle been there. out of their state. So I mm-hmm. think that yeah. it's just so big and it's really, really expensive to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so many more inexpensive airlines in Europe. Oh, like the fact that I, go, yeah, yes. I went to Ireland why, last week yeah. for 30 pounds yeah, round trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, I know it's yeah. which is one store, of the Yeah, which is one of the many, many reasons why mm-hmm. I love living in London and what I've told a lot of people, especially when they ask me, like, why would you move from New York mm-hmm. City? They they think of New York as such a glamorized, like, such an iconic city. And it is very it diverse. Is, and it's, it's, it is yeah. very diverse in its, in, in its own right. Absolutely. But I told people, from my perspective, mm-hmm. London is 10 times more diverse. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that, in and of itself, is so beautiful because I've never met, in such a short amount of time, people from like so many cultural backgrounds with accents and when Mm -hmm. in New York the level of diversity is I was telling someone that you'll meet a lot of hyphenated generations Mm -hmm. uh, hyphenated um, you know like Korean identity exactly thank you like Korean American Italian American so there's a lot of Americanized Mm -hmm. that doesn't you know, um, hold on to any of the experiences of mm. the culture. And I think, like, yeah. here, you're getting direct, yeah. you know, like, cultural it's like kind of that first influences. generation versus, like, second or third generation, yeah. I mm-hmm. guess. So, you know, yeah. immigration-wise, you know, yeah. Yeah. probably a lot more sort of still first generation mm-hmm. people that, that are here, know, yeah. That, that are the first yeah. to, to come here from wherever yeah, they, and they I come think from. So. I also think that just because it's so easy and 
um, affordable to get here from other countries. You also just have people coming here to work. Yeah. And so that, like, I remember when I first well, moved here, I was on a bus. Not for much longer. And not for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> see. Yikes. Um, but I was like, yeah, I just so remember great. being on a bus, and there was like ten different countries of origin on this bus, and yeah. for me, that was absolutely insane because in Baltimore, like, we do have like there's a Korea town. There's sort of like the more. Is it um, Koreatown, Baltimore? Yeah. Oh, it's really, it's, it's great. It's just London. That I was telling Eve, <laughs> I have not found a Koreatown. I also haven't found a Korean spa, like a proper Korean oh! spa. Okay, so we all need to go to a Korean spa. Yeah, we I talked about Korean that spa. too. We do need to go. Oh, yes, Ooh. yes, yes, yes. But yeah, but there I, just isn't yeah. as much variety back yeah. home, except apparently we have Korean spas here, there, and they don't have them here. I look and it's like, oh, they're all like the class that's like, no, I want to be around a bunch of old women completely naked <laughs> in the saunas with like, the weird outfits yeah. and like in the pools and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And you will spend like 10 hours at the cream. Yeah, ball. it's amazing. 10 yeah, hours. It's and it's not like a million dollars. You just no, go in. No, it's not. It's, yeah. yeah. I have no idea what a cream. You have no. Oh! Yeah. You spend like 10 hours after the whole bathing and then, you know, the different saunas. You actually have your hair wrap and your robe. You're having, you know, lunch. Oh, yeah. You're playing like little games. Sounds like a Turkish ball. People. Huh? Maybe. Probably yeah, similar. probably similar. Yeah. yeah. Except you're not being. My friend told me you get like whipped with rosemary sprays yeah. or something. That's but not it's not it whipped like. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you get like beaten up. No, I mean, it's just like. Well, cream spas, nice. they will actually scrub like five different layers of your epidermis, like squeaky clean. Have you yeah. ever had that? No, I've watched, I had oh, I've watched them go for it. I it is amazing. You're like, I'm so it's kind of, dirty. It's kind of gross. It's kind are. of gross seeing yeah. all the different layers oh, of yeah, skin. I would love to do that, actually. It is an amazing. It's so good. good. in the Turkish bath. Yes. Yeah, they use this like weird mitten thing. Yes. I got a Moroccan ham man. That's what they call it, a ham man bath. Yeah. We talk oh, those Korean that. women's are tough, though. They'll get on your back and like, woo. I got a massage at the Korean spa really? closer to my house, and this one woman, <laughs> she jumped up on my back, and there was like a pole. Oh, and she, like, she, and she used her toes. Like, <laughs> it was like her toes had laser precision and like went into my spine and cracked parts of my spine I didn't know I had. Yeah. These so, ladies are ninjas. Yeah. It was they're incredible. And they're probably like, I think typically like pretty small, yeah. but the, they're really strong. They're like incredibly strong yeah. and like you said, very, you it know, kind of similar super to a Thai massage actually. When we went oh. to Thailand, we had a similar thing. And where there's these tiny little mm-hmm. women, but they have the strongest hands, you know, and you mm-hmm. get a massage and it's just, parts of your body are cracking and it's Mm -hmm. a little bit nuts okay well on that note thank you very much ladies for joining me on this episode of poopology and thank you to all our listeners now before we go can you all just give us your social media accounts so anyone who wants to follow you can follow me on instagram at lydia pettit great um you can also follow me at at rachel broussard lovely do you want to be followed, Chris? Not really. <laughs> like, I don't, don't follow actually, me. Actually, <laughs> if you want to follow my other account, PS Younger Self. Yes. Great. Lovely. Well, thank you very much, ladies. Thank you. Yay. Right. Oh, Sharif, do you want us to say anything? You can say whatever you want. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, if you want to. Oh, at Lydia Pettit on Instagram. Oh my God, her voice is just like changed. This is my podcast voice. Sex, sex voice. So, just so we can. <laughs>